Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Wondersphere Podcast, the podcast where we encourage you to explore the world around us, whether that's across the globe or in your back. Backyard. Today, I've got David, uh, is it Krupnik or Krupnik? Yeah, Krupnik. Krupnik. Awesome. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, uh, care to tell a little bit about yourself to our awesome listeners? Yeah, yeah. So my name is David Krupnik. Uh, I've been uh, working in the motion picture industry for about 30 years as a uh, uh, EMT. I take care of people behind the scenes. And when I'm not doing that, I spend a lot of my time in the outdoors, uh, whether on day walks or backpacking for overnights to uh, long extended trips up to up to about a month I'll spend in the backcountry. So uh, that's just me walking uh, either by myself or with uh, friends or groups of people and uh, exploring the wilderness and having wonderful shared experiences. I, uh, I've been married for uh, 31 years uh to wonderful wife named ellen i have a 24 year old daughter named jesse who uh is now out of the house and up in portland oregon enjoying her life and experiencing everything that she can and uh we have two dogs um they're both little guys jack russell and and a terrier and uh, that's it that's about it i live in southern california and um yeah Seems like you like to do a lot of uh, adventuring with the day walks and the backpacking. How did you get into that? My first experience in the wilderness was with my father uh, when I was very young. And uh, he brought me on a uh, overnight trip and I really took to it. I thought it was uh, uh, interesting just uh, being by the creek, uh, smelling the trees, being outdoors. And then, and this was when I was probably 10, 11 years old. Uh, When I was 15, I approached my father with a schedule, maps and permits uh, to go into the wilderness for a nine day trip. And after he was so nice to listen to me, uh, he said, well, when you're 18, you could do this. Well, I decided I thought I knew better. So I, uh, I, uh, I didn't run away from home, but I left home for two weeks and I went up to the forest and experienced the wilderness for for nine days. And uh, when I got home, I got grounded, but he was very impressed that at 15 years old, I was able to go up into the mountains and quote, survive. Yes, he put it, he goes, we don't do this stuff. Uh, How did you get, you know, what what made you want to do that? And it's, it's my affinity for nature. It's my affinity to, to be in wild places. Uh, I feel a uh, much more of a connection uh, with the world around me when I'm outdoors. That's I say a lot that that's awesome, but that really is awesome. And I, I feel you when you're out just kind of exploring and being with nature, everything kind of just seems calmer, more peaceful. Um, so mm-hmm. when you do these trips, do you have a tent or anything like that? Or is it just kind of uh, hoofing it? Uh, I carry a uh, lightweight gear. 
when I was a kid, we used to carry just about everything, including the kitchen sink. And there would be 60, 70 pounds on my back. Uh, nowadays, I try to hike with no more than 30 pounds. Uh, I do have a lightweight tent. Uh, this last trip that I did last month up into Kings Canyon National Park with a friend for uh, 10 days, uh, we decided to go tentless and we brought two tarps. And uh, we ended up having to make shelter because we got caught in a monsoon, a late afternoon thunderstorms for four days in a row. Um, and it worked fine. We'd made a, a, a make to a lean to, makeshift lean to. And um, uh, we uh, stayed dry while it was pouring on us and all that. Um, when I go solo, I usually bring a tent just so I can have my stuff together in one area, especially if I go away on a day walk. I like to have all my stuff together when I come back. It's hopefully still in one spot. Um, but a lot of the times I do enjoy just putting my pad out, getting in my sleeping bag and sleeping under the stars. There's nothing like experiencing uh, the wilderness, um, being outdoors, sleeping. Uh, you wake up, you have the Milky Way, you have the galaxies, shooting stars. You have you have this uh, cornucopia of experiences going on in the middle of the night. So uh, I do bring all my essential items. Uh, we have something that are that have been put together over the years called Ten Essentials, uh, and these are in essence survival things: waterproof matches, signal mirror, emergency blankets, whistles, uh, etc. Uh, and then I have a variety of other equipment. Um, I have my stove so that I could actually cook out in the field. Um, if I'm not using a, a natural fire campfire, um, I'll have my fishing rod, uh, because I do a lot of fishing while I'm out there. Um, if I do a, a two week trip, I usually only bring about six days worth of food and the rest of the time I'm fishing and surviving out there. So it gives it another aspect to, uh, to being in the mountains. That's awesome. Um, so when it comes to a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will bring big tents or wall tents or campers out. Do you think that they're missing a lot of the experience by having something like that when they go out camping? Um, you know, to, to each person, um, whatever they really feel comfortable with is really the best way that they're going to experience the mountains. Some people need a little bit more uh, to feel maybe some security uh, being out there, uh, you know, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Um, <laughs> but I've, it's something that I've never really worried about out there. I feel very at ease and very comfortable. Um, I, will, I was always told that the, the real way to experience the mountains was to, uh, to do everything that you normally do in daily life in the wilderness. Uh, and you will then realize how fortunate we are to have shelter at home, uh, it's a very humbling experience when you've been out in the wilderness for a long time, and then you come home and you have all these creature comforts that you're just not used to, a warm bed, a shower, um, you know, uh, food that's in a refrigerator that you don't have to hunt nor cook up or, or whatever. Um, so it's, it's a very humbling experience. Um, and again, some people... Uh, have the same experience I do, but they're in a they're in an RV, and they're out there outdoors camping in some of the most beautiful places in the world. And they get out of their RVs and they're able to walk around, but they they feel comfortable doing it that way. Um, I'd love to see people get out into the outdoors and 
and be able to run wild, so to say, out there. But that just it just isn't for everyone. Right, right. Yeah, some people would be very nervous. Uh, just me, for instance, I'm not great with insects because I can't see them. But the, just hearing you, you talk about the way you're doing things, it kind of makes me want to try it. Of course, I'm planning my trip for wonderments and stuff like that. But a lot of that's going to be either in the truck or stuff like that because I got to be scouting. Um, mm-hmm. So have you ever explored like a wilderness? I don't know. Um, those areas that are you're not allowed to bring anything and everything that you bring with you you have to take out with you you can't leave anything have you ever gone into one of those yeah the um the the motto is is uh uh, pack it and pack it out so you want to only leave your footprints um it's a it's an ethical way so that the next person that goes out there will have that same uh wilderness experience if you will uh wilderness um and national parks are both designed to, uh, even the National Forests are really designed to keep you at minimal minimal camping. Uh, in a wilderness area, though, you are not allowed any motorized vehicles whatsoever. Uh, matter of fact, in an emergency situation, they have to, uh, uh, rescue needs to get an authorization from the Secretary of the Interior to actually be able to do an operation in a wilderness uh, area, uh, which can make some search and rescues a little bit uh, longer than others in those areas. But um, there was actually a talk at one point uh, turning the wilderness into no rescue areas, that if you went in there, you're on your own. But obviously, um, humanitarian reasons and uh, acts that are that are unforeseen even by the best uh, wilderness explorers, things do happen. Um, so going into the wilderness is a, a little bit more uh, involved in terms of you're not going to find any facilities whatsoever once you leave your car at what is known as a trailhead which is where the trail begins uh you're you're in, you're in a you're in a primitive area at all times you uh, may find an area that has a rock ring for a campfire or you may not and you may be setting up your camp uh in a completely in an area that nobody has ever camped in before um so there are more uh, things that you may want to bring to make sure that you're more more comfortable, if you will. Awesome. So you, uh, you've gone on a lot of these day walks, these backpacking expeditions. What are some of your uh, favorite places to visit with uh, doing this? Well, I, being in California, I, um, I, I'm definitely favored to uh, some of our most beautiful national parks like Yosemite National Park, Sequoia, and Kings Canyon. Um, as I said before, I just got back from a 10-day walk uh, through the southern aspect of Kings Canyon National Park. And I must say, it was it was just beautiful. Uh, we hiked uh, areas that I've never seen before. Uh, the uh, scenery, uh, the lakes, the creeks, the rivers, uh, the mountains, um, just gorgeous. And uh, it's I really enjoy our national parks. They really um, have taken some of the best parts of the Sierra Nevada and made sure that they're there for future generations. Um, I have been uh, into Colorado. I have been up into the Cascades up in um, Oregon and Washington. Uh, I've climbed down in the uh, volcanoes down in Mexico. Um, But with all the different places I've been, 
uh, Sierra Nevada of California is probably my favorite place to be. That definitely sounds like a place I'll have to check out when I uh, when, uh, when I come to California. Um, yeah, please let me know. <laughs> absolutely. So in we're at the midpoint of this uh, podcast, and I always try and get something in here about the Warrior Academy just because it's such a big part of the life here. And uh, at Wondersphere, and personally, I really recommend of course i'm an affiliate of the academy um so you want to say a little bit about the academy and what it is like for you or anything like that yeah definitely definitely i've been a member of the 3t warrior academy since november of uh 21 uh so this is uh, i'm coming up on my first year of being in and it's uh it's changed my life uh it has helped me uh become more organized uh, more understanding, more empathetic. Uh, I've learned so much about myself and have become a better person because of it. Uh, we have mindset courses uh, in the academy. We have daily workouts, which I've been doing for the last eight months now, nine months uh, daily. Uh, we have Zoom calls, uh, get-togethers hopefully soon. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful group of people. I'm so glad I'm a, a warrior in the academy. Uh, Coach JV and his crew are just wonderful. Uh, they uh, bring so much love and expression. Uh, the vibration is so good and so loving and caring. Uh, it's a place that, that uh, people people find when they when they need it. They find the academy, and I don't think they ever look back after that. There's no joke there. Last year, actually, right before you came, I actually left the academy for a few months. And it, within months, not even within months, within days, I knew that I had to get back in because you really don't find people like that anywhere else. There's a greater profusion of amazing people there. So anyone who's listening to this or is watching it on YouTube or Odyssey now, uh, check out the link in the description to join the 3T Warrior Academy. Um, it's a really great place. Now, back to um, your trail exploring and your backpacking. Do you have any tips for anyone who might be just starting out or wants to give it a shot? Yeah, uh, primarily uh, you need to educate yourself. You need to um, put the ego aside, if you will, and ask questions. Um, get advice, uh, understand the environment you're going into and learn from other people's mistakes. You don't want to be making the mistakes that other people have made in the past. So read some books, get online. Uh, there's courses online that you could find. Uh, there are outdoor classes that you could take. Uh, if you feel comfortable, go on a day walk. Uh, make sure you have plenty of water, you know, at least a quarter to a water with you. Uh, make sure you have sunscreen, glasses, uh, sunglasses, a hat, protection from the environment. Uh, make sure you know where you're going. And then when you start on the trail, make sure every once in a while you turn around and look from where you came. The landscape is going to look different on the way back. And you want to make sure you know where, you're, where you came from, especially if you're taking multiple trails, multiple forks and stuff. Um, 
start slowly. And before you know it, you'll be doing uh, multiple day trips, uh, hiking on the John Muir Trail or maybe the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail if you're on the east side. Uh, great. The uh, Continental Divide, if uh, you're in the Midwest and you want to travel through Mexico all the way up to Canada. So there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there. But just be aware and be in the moment. You have to really be aware of your surrounding environment. You can't it's not a good idea to be walking a steep trail and be daydreaming. So you have to be in the moment, not looking at your phone, put the phone away and enjoy the environment. Yeah. Uh, that's actually kind of funny because whenever I'm exploring a place like that, I, or when we go camping, my phone is off. It is off and in the truck or in the camper. And the only thing I'm bringing with me is my camera. Because Excellent. Yeah. That's something that I found too. If, if you're not careful, that stuff, the phone and all the auxiliary stuff that you can take with you can really, really hurt you. For our next question, um, you mentioned that you are a EMT on film crews. Um, would you care to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I um, I work for the um, motion picture industry. I'm in the uh, IOTC, which stands for the Interna International Alliance of Theatrical, Theatrical Stage Employees. And uh, it's the union that covers all the crew members that work in Hollywood. I've been doing this for a little over 30 years. I've worked on some major motion pictures uh, in the past. Uh, when I started off, I did Apollo 13, uh, which was one of my big shows back then. I did a uh, uh, a little deal with uh, uh, Mr. Steven Spielberg on Indiana Jones for the uh, last one, the Crystal Skull. And I just, my last big show was uh, working on rigging and second unit stunts on Top Gun uh, Maverick. And so I, uh, I got to work with those, those guys on that show and be with the company and uh, got to see some phenomenal things. Uh, uh, anytime you're around the military, uh, it's it's just phenomenal what what those jets could do. Um, so had a lot of fun, met a lot of uh, uh, great people, and uh, now I'm working uh, on the HBO series Barry, and, and uh, a great crew, fantastic producers, uh, and the construction crew is uh, is uh, the best out there. Uh, John Sori is the construction coordinator, best in Hollywood. That's great. Uh, so Barry, that sounds very interesting. Um, so being so close to the industry, you're privy to a lot of uh, the processes and stuff like that. Um, we're really big on creativity here as well. Have, have you learned anything about creativity from being in this sector? or Do you have any takeaways on that? Seen, I've seen film change uh, from when we used to use a uh, real film uh, to everything going now digital. Um, I have not seen uh, film film, real film uh, in a long time. Uh, most of it is all digital. There was a time when we got done with a scene, the director called cut or the AD called cut and they stopped rolling. Now with everything being on a uh, on a disc, 
uh, and the, the the size of the drives that they're using, which are huge, uh, they just let it run all day long. Literally, just you never know when they cut. They don't even call cut, so you you don't know whether to be able to talk or, or not. So there has been some change uh, in terms of uh, the medium that they're using. Uh, obviously, the quality that we see with the uh, the 4K and 6K film is just phenomenal. Uh, the uh, CGI and green screen stuff that has gone on. Uh, I remember doing stuff back in the 90s uh, that was uh, very prehistoric compared to the stuff they do nowadays. Um, they'll do plate shots outdoors, and then they will they will put actors into those shots, and you cannot tell the difference. So there has been a phenomenal uh, growth exponentially in technology in the film industry. Uh, there are things that are not there that on film are there and you cannot tell that it's not real. Um, so it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, I'm not privy to a lot of that stuff because it is um, top secret, if you will. And my department is medical. So I'm more on health and safety uh, and obviously taking care of someone in the event that there is an emergency. Right. That makes a ton of sense. Well, uh, that's just about all I got for you. Is there anything you would like to mention or promote before we end off here? Um, I don't have anything right now. Um, probably the next time we do a podcast, I'll, I'll have a little bit more. I have some stuff in the works, but I don't want to be uh, talking about anything yet because it really isn't, hasn't solidified other than in my mind. Awesome. Well, in that case, have a wonderful day, everyone. Don't forget to go outside and explore. Have a great day. See you guys. And warriors rise since we got warriors another warrior rise. on today. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dre.